So the question is, how do women like us, age 50 plus, and dealing with high blood pressure, high blood sugars, and rising cholesterol levels, how do we keep our health numbers under control while we're trying to squeeze all the goodness we can from our life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Join me as I uncover the secrets of living a plant-based lifestyle, including how to avoid taking medicine simply by eating whole foods, shed the extra fluff around your middle without being hungry or joining a gym, make big lifestyle changes even if you think you have no willpower, eat food you love with no portion control. Let's get your doctor to say, wow, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. All this without meds or restrictive dieting. I'm Robin Wong, and welcome to No Pills, No Hunger. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome to No Pills, No Hunger. This is Robin Wong. This is episode number 63, and we're going to talk about emotional eating. I had an interview this uh, week with Ginger Vieira. She's an author, actually a very prolific author um, in the diabetes uh, space, and you can find many of her articles um, at Beyond Type 1 and Beyond Type 2, and she has several books. But this particular book, it's actually a really cool book. It's a little bit, it's a quick read. It's a workbook and it's um, called Emotional Eating with Diabetes. And I will dive into it deeper when um, in the summit. She is one of my guests on the summit um, that's coming up the end of June, the Women with uh, T2D Summit. It's completely free. I'll be telling you more about that. But Um, I thought I would touch a little bit about what she talked about because um, it just really fascinates me, emotional eating. You know, as a dietitian, we learn about um, emotional eating and disordered eating and eating disorders and all those things. Um, And, you know, so many people eat for so many reasons, right? And uh, some people get stressed out, so they don't eat. Some people get stressed out, so they do eat. And then when you add diabetes on top of it and having to really restrict what you eat or many people will restrict what they eat or be careful about certain foods and try to, you know, all these rules around foods that um, emotional eating can look very different. Um, And so that's a little bit what we talked about um, in the sum for the summit interview, but some of the things um, I thought it would be really interesting to share with you kind of at a high level uh, what we've talked about because, um, you know, like I said, we go into it deeper and you can also go into it deeper in her book. And there's a lot of books about emotional eating, but, um, you know, really it come, some basic ideas around it is emotional eating can really look different in people, in people's lives. Okay. So let me it, you know, it may be obvious when you're upset or, um, you know, that you reach for a carton of ice cream. That's kind of, you know, the, the go-to you're sobbing and you're, and that's the example Ginger uses in her book. And I thought it was very, you know, we've all seen it kind of on TV. Um, or it may be that you sit on the couch at the end of the day in front of the TV with a bag of chips and you're just um, decompressing and unwinding after a long day of work but you know, you're not really mindful about what you're eating and you know, it's just kind of your go-to and you're, it's, it's a way of soothing. So that's what you, when you think of emotional eating, you're turning to food as kind of a soothing um, 
um, component. So in, in, in Ginger's book, she outlines situations in your life and your emotions that may lead to overeating. And so I thought I would just share a few of those um, that I thought was kind of interesting. Of course, there's more. I just pulled out a few. Um, and like, like I said, you can hear more about it on the summit as it, when it comes out. But what I thought was interesting was the anger around having diabetes and how that might impact uh, emotional eating. Because think about it, it's a disease you don't want, <laughs> right? It's a disease that doesn't go away. And it's a disease that's 24 seven, every meal, it's a consideration. And that's whether you have type one or type two. And so anger can, can arise from that. And so how you handle the burden of diabetes and the challenges and the emotions that come with it, um, you know, are really up to you. And so you need to ask yourself, are you eat, overeating foods or foods that aren't good for you um, and your diabetes because you're angry? right? And so you're just fed up and you're just tired of, you know, monitoring what you're doing. So darn it, you're going to eat what you want. And so it's really kind of assessing the emotions around that. So if, and it is, there's no judgment about it. I'm just pointing it out. I want you to think about it so you can understand um, maybe some of your food choices really. Uh, so that's, that's why I'm talking about it. Because sometimes what happens with emotional eating is you are in the moment and in the heat of the emotion. And so you eat the food or you eat more than you want. It's the overeating part of the component of it or the binging on it. And then you feel really bad. It's the shame and guilt that come after that and kind of the um, negative feelings that come with this overeating or binging or eating the foods that aren't good for you. So to avoid that, it helps to take a few steps back and look at why you're doing it. You know, um, could you have chosen something else? Could you have eaten less? Could, you know, what is driving this need to eat this? And then if you choose to eat it, do that, but just know really where it's coming from. Okay. Um, another point she made was sometimes overeating may be a cover for not believing you're in your own self-worth. And that also comes with um, really believing that you deserve to be healthy and you believe that um, this diabetes happened, but it's not your fault. Okay. So sometimes uh, I think I hear clients tell me that, you know, they're mad at themselves for letting this happen. They're mad at themselves for eating their way into this disease. And they really, um, there's a lot of shame and guilt that go along with that. And sometimes that turns into a little bit of self-sabotage and you eat foods that aren't good for us because you haven't really come to realize your self-worth and understand that it's not your fault and understand that, um, you know, how really understand that eating well is showing yourself um, kindness and self-care and, um, you know, uh, compassion and respect. So it's almost this respect for your body and for your health that kind of comes from how you value yourself and how you how much um, kindness you show yourself about having diabetes. All right. So, and sometimes it takes a lot of work to just realize that, you know, I have this, it's less than perfect, but you know, I'm going to 
do the best I can. And it's really, um, there's so many components that go into to diabetes, okay? Someone could be eating the same exact way you did, were eating and not get diabetes, okay? It's just, they could be eating the same diet. It's just this predisposition that might be triggered by some of the foods we eat um, in our in our culture. So just know that, you know, um, there's really nothing you did. And can you make a difference and manage it well and live well? Yeah, that's all up to you. And that comes with really believing that you're worth it and your self-worth is, um, and, and part of that is that, you know, your health is worth the effort. And, um, you can put yourself first, invest the time, invest the money um, to get help if you need to, to learn how to do it. Um, you know, that's what a coach will do. They'll coach you through those hard points. They'll help you get to that point of understanding that, yeah, I'm worth this and I can be kind to myself and I don't have to overeat or eat these foods because um, I'm going to show my, my body kindness. And I'm going to respect it and feed it well. Okay. Um, food can also, food and eating can also be a distraction. Uh, and that was a little bit like I talked about at the beginning of this um, podcast is, you know, that distraction of you come home, you sit on the couch, you just, you eat and you're kind of vegging out, so to speak, or you're zoning out, you know, scrolling through Facebook or, or social media and munching while you do it. And you hear a lot about mindfulness, <clears throat> and that's kind of what they mean by that, is being mindful and present with, you know, all these things, why you're eating, what you're eating, when you're eating, and being tuned in. And so, you know, when you're eating as a distraction, we often will overeat, and you also will choose foods that maybe aren't ideal for your health, because they're the easy ones that, and they're comforting and they're and they're they have really intense flavors or they're sweet or they're salty or they're crunchy all those things that distract you from whatever it is you're feeling so you know this distraction comes when we might feel that part of our lives feel incomplete so the distraction of coming home and being stressed out is slightly different than this deeper distraction where you're using food to kind of cover up or shield or ignore or avoid certain feelings. And so, you know, things like friendship or love or your career or just pure happiness, um, you know, often food might, you might use food to replace um, these things in our lives. So, Sometimes eating comfort foods can distract you from how we feel or how you're feeling and when we aren't satisfied in these areas. So, you know, taking a deeper look, you know, um, is, is really important, especially if you feel bad after you do it, okay, or you do it, you know, all the time and it's stopping you from really living the life you want to live, Okay. And, and especially if you have diabetes and you are choosing foods that aren't um, healthful for your diabetes, then that comes into that self-sabotage too, right? So, you know, uh, how to recognize emotional eating. Let's, let's go there really quick. That might help with that last point. You know, it really starts with 
a non-judgmental, compassionate curiosity and just watching. And who are you watching? You're watching yourself. Okay, you're watching what you're eating. You're watching how you're eating. You're watching, watching why you're eating, um, all those things. And I really want to stress it's non-judgmental and it's compassionate because, you know, spend some time and, and, and Ginger and I talk about this in the interview of just kind of be a super sleuth, be a, be a detective a little bit. And, you know, when you go to these, because these, these habits become habits, right? These patterns become habits. And, and so it's kind of your go-to. And so if it's a habit you want to change or you feel it's self-destructive or you truly are binging or overeating, really being aware and then looking at what's going on. So let's say you eat a whole bag of cookies and um, then you feel bad about it. And then, but if you stop with the feeling bad and go, well, let's be more curious about this. It is what it is. It happens. It's one, it's one thing, um, you know, but maybe if you were more curious and less judgmental or um, unkind to yourself, we're so hard on ourselves. You could actually walk it back and say, well, let me really think about this. What was going on? Oh yeah, I just got off that phone call with, you know, a friend and it was super emotional. She shared some really sad news and it really um, upset me. And, and then I just started, I, I didn't really know what to do with that emotion. I felt really sad or you, maybe it's you're mad, or maybe it's you're lonely, or whatever it is, and you reach for the food. And, and you, to, because the feeling might be so intense, you're trying to feel better, okay? But yet, it turns out when you overeat it, you feel worse. And so now you're only sad and you're mad at yourself because you overate. So it's walking it back and going, okay, maybe I just have to feel the sadness. What else can I do to not feel so sad? Can I call somebody else and share the news? And, or can I journal about it? Can I take my dog for a walk and live on my dog? And, you know, what is it? It's different for everybody. And it's really determining what it is for you to help you deal with that emotion. Whatever that emotion is that you were eating to distract yourself in or eating to stop that intense emotion from, okay? So it starts with, you know, really that compassionate, non-judgmental um, curiosity of looking at why you're doing it. And then that's, like I said, then that's when you start to change and handle these emotions or situations in your life. And, and you know, it's not going to be perfect at first. It's um, just know that it's not going to happen overnight. The habits didn't happen overnight. And, and that's okay changing habits and doing the work to uncover the habits takes time and it's not going to be done perfectly but it can be progress not perfection and i just learned that from another um, interview guest that i recently interviewed and it's like such great words progress not perfection okay so you just do your best every time and are you going to slip backwards and maybe um overeat again or emotional eat again yeah probably but um, what are you going to do the very next meal or the next opportunity you can? Are you, gonna, you can do better. So just know that. So I hope this helps. And as always, I'm so glad you're listening and you're here. And I hope you have a great day. Um, I will be, as we get closer, I'll be letting you know more about the Women with uh, 
um, T2D summit that's coming up. And really the goal of the summit is to inspire and educate and be well, how you can really live your life um, uh, managing your diabetes and being well. Um, they all go hand in hand. Okay. So more on that to come and have a great day and uh, keep choosing plants. Thank you for tuning in today. I know there's about a million ways you can spend your time and I really do appreciate that you spent some time with me. Thank you. If you got something out of this episode and know someone who would also appreciate it, make sure to share it with them. We are all trying to get healthier in order to live well and you can show them you care about their health by sharing the, these messages. Want to start improving your health today? One place I like to start with clients is breakfast since morning habits are the easiest to build. That's why I created a guide called Three Breakfasts to Lower Blood Sugars, which includes easy, delicious recipes for my favorite meals to start the day. Pick it up today for free at page.nutritionwithrobinrdn.com forward slash guide, or click the link for Three Breakfasts to Lower Blood Sugar in the show notes. Thanks again, and see you in the next episode.